0: Hello and welcome to the Poly Pocket Podcast, a pocket sized podcast for your polyamorous ENM open relationship or swinging journey. In this show, we'll be discussing adult themes, just in case you weren't sure, and it's intended for the over 18s only. Each episode is meant to be pocket sized and fit into your busy life whilst giving you the tools and information on our broader community. We hope you like what you find here. Hello and welcome to the Polly Pocket Podcast, a show where we discuss the polyamorous community and lifestyle, clubs and events, and the relationship challenges that regularly occur, how to overcome them, and along the way we'll be adding in some personal anecdotes of our own to keep the interest levels up, especially on today's episode. I'm Hunter.
1: And I'm Butcher.
0: And we're a married UK couple with an ongoing and growing interest in the community We want to both share our experiences and our lessons learned shed some thoughts and insights on the terminology used, introduce you to others in the community in some upcoming interviews we have planned, and provide reviews of places that we've been to to help you decide on where you may want to expand your polyamorous adventures. (laughs) And now... It's out. Thanks for listening.
1: He looked at me then as if he was expecting me to reel off the list
0: of places I wanted to go to. Um... Uh, I'm assuming you have a list. You have lists for everything. You're bloody organised. That is true.
1: I can't say too much without giving away my job, but yes, I am.
0: What do lists of sex clubs have to do with your job? (laughs) Well, actually, if people don't know what your job is, I'll say now, it's not directly related to the sex club industry. Yet.
1: (laughs) Uh, That is true. There is an indirect... Exactly. But I can't go into it because I'm under NDA. Oh.
0: <laughs> Very proper. No offense, offense,
1: <laughs> um, How so... do NDAs do
0: the calendar at my job? <laughs>
1: Not enough, clearly.
0: <laughs> Fine, moving on.
1: <laughs> so, as we touched on in the first episode, Hunter and Butcher aren't our real names, but they are the names that we are calling each other for the purpose of this podcast um multiple reasons but mainly from a discretion and protection of all related parties including our two young children
0: so following on from episode one we started to talk about how we got into this lifestyle so as part of this because you may well you obviously don't know us we'd like you to get to know us a bit better so we've been asking each other Unknown questions of each other, where we have to answer the question honestly and directly and in real time, which is kind of nerve wracking, because we've got quite a lot to talk through today. We're only going to ask each other three questions, and you went first last time, so by virtue of no twin costs at all, twin cost twin Cost? coin toss. At all. <laughs> I, I had no idea what you were saying. I then. know, this is podcast two about the English language, we're there again. Anyway, so I'll go first. Uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. And my first question is, who's your favourite music artist? The Cat Empire. Nice choice. Thank you. I, If you don't know who they are, guys, Google them. Unfortunately, I did a bit sad because they last year was it yes um they're an australian band but the music's amazing if you're into it if you're not into it then well opinions are diff- divided there i suppose they're really good there
1: uh okay hunter favorite
0: color red yeah you can always spot me in the office because all my accessories are red
1: <laughs>
0: whereas mine are not yours are not no <laughs> the occasional red dress this one's, I'm still worried about asking this one, we're going to ask it, because it's in that, we're trying to make, we're trying to normalise this. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Heterosexually, it should be clear, because uh Butcher is bisexual, so you can answer the question twice if you wanted.
1: Yeah, uh, okay, cool. Um, I was three months off, 16, from a heterosexual perspective. hmm and Were you
0: older or younger?
1: I lost my heterosexual virginity before my Homosexual. Homosexual, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure that came after.
0: Have lost you... in the mists of time. Gives yeah. you an insight into butcher's age. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Within the next year, I yeah. think. Um it's all it is a blur because not because I can't remember it, but it's more with when you're a woman, at what point do you class yourself as having lost your yeah homosexual virginity to another woman?
0: That is something we should talk about in a future episode, because I have no idea how to answer that question. As a bisexual woman, how do I? <laughs> Probably never had to before, so sorry for putting you on the spot, but that in itself was interesting. Thank you. Uh, if anybody who's listening has opinions, please let us know, because... Mm. We obviously haven't got a (laughs) clue. Thank you. Your question? What is your favourite song? Oh, God. We've got young kids and I try and desperately not think of something off a Disney soundtrack. Um, For a very long time, it was Herbst in Berlin by Cosmic Baby. Very niche. If anyone's heard of that one, you're as sad as I am. You know what I cannot think? I just I listen to so much random music that I don't have a favourite. When I was young I was into Grunge I listened to a lot of Pearl Jam. So um Alive by Pearl Jam when I was younger, Herbst in Berlin, Klein Trankwasser by Orbital. Mm. That one stuck with me for many years. All these things like have like musical love affairs with that go on for years. I listen I I made you listen to a track by The Sundays because I just think the lead singer for The Sundays is the voice of an angel and I made you listen to that. That was another one of those.
1: Do you remember how in the last episode I put a disclaimer on that you weren't allowed to go into
0: huge detail around a
1: film show? That choice? was last
0: episode. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. All the rules reset. I'm allowed to go off on a tangent now.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should have done that this time.
0: You can answer this question any way you want to. butcher. What are you bad at? Ooh. By bad I don't mean good, I mean incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Watch this go on for a while in some massive offshoot thought process. God, it depends
1: what remit we're looking at. Taking a compliment, but I think that's just human nature. I have a very bad habit of misplacing important things, which I know drives you completely
0: batty. Would you like to give the audience some examples of things that you've lost in the past few years? Years? Well, all right, this week then. <laughs> I mean, today would be a good start. We, we both, <laughs> do we have both
1: of our children? Yeah, see, I, I'm good with the important things. So it's like, it's like the whole kids versus houseplant thing. Can't keep a houseplant alive for love nor money. Even if you paid me, I don't think I could. The kids, I'd just do it because there's a lot of trouble. Well, there is that. But there is just that (laughs) internal drive to keep them alive.
0: (laughs) But not houseplants. Sorry, planting.
1: There is (laughs) suspect looking sorry, dubious looking plant in the corner. Hunter. What has been the worst experience you've had since entering the community slash lifestyle?
0: Well that's gonna segue quite nicely on to today's topic, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Let's Look, the short answer is um when
1: I'm also really clumsy in answer is that, to is the that... previous question.
0: It does butcher dropping stuff again? I can't imagine where our youngest gets it from. Um, so yeah, so so worst experience. The worst experience for me so far has been when we were very into the very new into this, and there was a guy. We'll talk about more in a minute. And we hadn't established a load of the rules that you need to have to make all this stuff work.
1: Had we established any?
0: Well, we, we kind of have, but they were very fuzzy, and we kept on. I, in particular, kept on changing my mind about what I did and didn't want. And I was very nervous because a heterosexual male, in all the different ways that means, and you end up with the toxic masculinity stuff, and you think that some guy's going to steal your missus from you and all that language that comes along with the ride. And this guy that we knew, you know, we'd had... DH. DH. Again, insert uh, your appropriate four-letter acronym there for each letter. Um, and so we'd had a MMF threesome a couple of times And then you had an interaction with him and I wasn't there And the circumstances under which it happened, I wasn't privy to it I found out after the event And there was weeks of difficult conversations trying to work out how we got to that position and pull ourselves back into having a rule set, so we didn't hurt each other. That was really really hard
1: mm. i think it's it's worth noting that up until this point, we had never had a secret from one another, or never pre not preempted something is mm. probably the better terminology around that because the secret makes it sound like there was some sort of ongoing cheating behaviour within that
0: yeah it was a one-off this it's a one-off this bit of it was a one-off and it was it's very uh, it's hard to explain because so actually let's make it easy for everyone to understand let's start at the beginning okay the universe back in oh we got that's too far back (laughs) the earth too far back Actually, Butch, you're probably better off explaining this part of the story, so I'm going to delete all of that in the edit, and you can explain.
1: Okay. So, I met DH. I won't go into the circumstances in how I met him, but he tried very hard in order to befriend me, and... (laughs) That's a euphemism. That's a euphemism, if ever there was one. But he had a way with the ladies, and wasn't used to taking no for an answer so I very much stuck my heels in, made sure that I introduced him to my husband and told Hunter absolutely everything that he had said um, and the interactions between us. Um, We then fell pregnant with our second child so we didn't really see him for a, a long time.
0: That's true. But also during that time, I became, as this is going on, we didn't see him very often, but I became, independently of the, of the this, is for the lifestyle, but he and I became friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, go for a beer, have a chat, catch up a bit of coffee every now and again, that kind of stuff.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think it was more because I went on maternity leave. Mm. And I was just hanging around with mum friends and trying to deal with two small children on a daily basis. (laughs) I wasn't particularly interested in anybody outside of the family of four. And to be honest, not even really that interested in you to be... Not in that regard. (laughs) Not in that regard. Two o'clock in the morning, I was useful to, like... Change a nappy. Basically that. Although I think she slept quite well, to be fair. She did. Um, But... Time went by, pandemic hit, there were extenuating circumstances which meant he came back into our lives very much full force at which point he seemed to start a mission that we were possibly unaware of (laughs) to reignite this potential meeting. One night we all, I went out with him and a group of others we had a bit too much to drink. He made sure of that. And on the way home, phones Hunter and informs him that we will be having a threesome.
0: And that was an interesting phone call. I remember it very clearly. Um The funny thing is, even now, you know, the initial reaction wasn't no. It was okay. And the reason for that is, this guy was um and you've probably all met someone like this was a a very sexual creature you know he exuded a very high levels of sexual intelligence and confidence and in the workplace he was incredibly confident and very persuasive i've never i've never seen anything like it basically and he it didn't seem like a bad thing and we kind of talked about how it might have happened, but nah.
1: We'd had the conversation before I'd fallen pregnant even.
0: Yeah. But it was we sort of talked ourselves into it and then talked ourselves out of it as an idea. And then once it's presented to you as no longer being an idea, you go like, Well, stuff it. I, why not? Let's roll the dice and see what happens. So a bit of a risk. Turns up threesome and shoes. Not immediately. There was, you know, I I was in denial at first and eventually sort of got over the hump. And then we all had some fun together, and it was brilliant. It was. It was really good fun. Yeah, it was. Um... However, his
1: actions post that and Surround again, extenuating circumstances. Just how he conducted himself on many levels in life meant that
0: we now call him DH. We now call him DH.
1: <laughs> in summary, um, ultimately, he did not conduct himself in a way that was conducive to polyamory, ENM, or um, the swinging lifestyle. There was no real open open honest dialogue it was all about what he could get out of the situation and how far he could push that and not just us a lot of people got hurt along the way
0: that's sort of that's the end point before you get to that though at this point I want to sort of flesh out this journey so we have this initial three some that was good for there was another one a few weeks later, and he deliberately got me very drunk, and I was strictly an observer at that point, because my ability to perform had been taken away from me, which is a bit annoying, but there we go. Um, and you could sort of tell he was using using us, but using me to get to you, and yeah, didn't feel great. It was a bit, a, a bit abusive.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And was not the best introduction (laughs) to this ongoing uh, way that we have chosen to live our lives. However, what I believe it has done is shown us exactly how you shouldn't Mm -hmm. conduct yourself. There was a lot of hard lessons learned and... For better or for worse, we went into the second lockdown of the UK not long after this happened. We were yep. allowed to freely move, have X amount of people in your house at this point. Yeah. Um, And then obviously everything clamped down again and we had to sit with the turmoil. We had to talk it through... And deal with it. Which is a point that we will cover. Communication. Conflict resolution. Solution finding. That's for another podcast. But ultimately the only way was up.
0: Yeah it was. So like recapping. How do we get into the lifestyle? And we've heard this story from other people. And again we'd love to hear your stories as well. Is... People are interested. You're listening to a podcast about the polyamory community, so you must have some level of interest. People are interested, people really then make the leap from talking about it to doing it. There is usually some trigger event mm. that stops it being theoretical and becomes a practical exercise. And in this case, it was DH that pushes over that. We have been not talking about it. We've been talking about talking about it for really a few years. We've been searching the edges of that conversation,
1: hundred percent. And I also feel like we've always been interested in further relationships, but with a particular a particular focus on how to extend our sex life as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So actually, this is this is worth unpacking briefly because I do find this one interesting, and it's a. It's something that, again, I've heard variations on this. It's not a strict rule, but I think it's interesting what I personally did. Is we had a conversation very, very early on in our relationship, I remember, which was um, like, I'm a bit older than Butcher. Well, Massively, <laughs> but a bit, bit. Enough. Enough. More than a few days. Um, and what happens if. Actually, the originally way you, the way you originally pitched it is if something was happened to you that debilitated you, you 'd still want me to have sex with someone else because sex is very important to us, and it always has been mm-hmm. and of course, I reciprocated, well, I want the same for you, and i 'm older, so the odds are that you 'll be sexually active for longer than I am because i 'm old and cranky already um, and that 's a really soft entry point into a conversation of. What happens if there is a scenario, and it's edge case, an edge case scenario where it's okay to not have sex with your spouse and have sex with someone else? Mm -hmm. And you can roll that idea forward and forward and it grows and suddenly it's no longer an edge case. You're getting closer and closer to the centre. And that's how a lot of couples get here. There is a conversation. You walk up to it very gently at first and then eventually you get to the point where there is a a trigger event and you go, right, that's it. I'm now taking off my underwear or you walk away.
1: One thing I would say is that a majority of people weirdly have a negative experience the first time or not a wholly positive experience. Mm -hmm. And it's make or break of either relationships, but mainly as to if they're going to pursue it. If they can work on it and build on it and see what could have done been done better, or not even better, differently, then those are the people who tend to be better at communicating and therefore can move forwards in this space. However, those who have purely negative experience and the relationship just degrades purely into fighting and turmoil and angst, etc., either completely bed down and become purely just a couple and continue as per the status quo or they break up
0: probably the next episode we need to talk about communication yeah because central to all of this i would say our personal success despite the challenges we've had is that we are very good at communicating and working on our problems by talking very openly and continuously at Sometimes ad nauseum to get to a good outcome, Absolutely. but we'll leave you with a happy thought. But before we go, we have our sort of episode segment, which is what's in my pocket. Uh, questions about terminology and about the community, and today it's community versus lifestyle. Butcher, over to you.
1: So we've touched on two buzzwords that are used throughout polyamory, inm EM and the swinging worlds. And that is community and lifestyle. Now, for me personally, community tends to align more from the polyamory perspective and also sexual orientations. I feel like that is brought in under the LGBTQ plus community. There's obviously opinions around that. But ultimately, to me, that is the side that speaks community. Whereas e and into swinging, so to speak, is more of a lifestyle choice. For myself and Hunter, this is a really interesting ongoing conversation mm-hmm. of where we actually align. Whilst this is called Polly Pocket Podcast, you'll understand more why we've decided to go with that side of things using the poly, terminal- poly terminology with the types of relationships and bonds that we have set up over the past year or so. However, there's a lot of stuff that we do together that is more a lifestyle choice. Mm. We go to sex clubs or fetish clubs.
0: And then also we have private meets with some of our friends and we have multiple play partners. Uh, But I'd say two of those partners in particular, we have... Very strong relationships with them. Mm. Um, and so, therefore, we are. There's almost a thing in the community about do you have to decide? Can you not move on this spectrum? I think we're saying we're a bit enm, bit poly, mm. bit swingery.
1: And it goes back to that thing of this is why I hate labels is that we're supposed to align ourselves with a specific label. And I know that makes it easier for others to understand, but we move. Throughout various spectrums of all of these concepts, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we've landed on poly as such because ultimately that's many mm-hmm. and we care for people in a way that we feel is more than a, more than what you would expect from a purely swinging perspective so we probably do align more with the n E and M terminology, but it's just hard to say.
0: I think what I quite like though, final thought in it, polyamory encompasses everything else because of that terminology. True. I know it technically means many loves, and maybe you don't necessarily have to love people in your swinging community, but you have, let's say, feelings for them, even if they are purely animalistic feelings, but I think polyamory is, does a fairly good job of being an umbrella for it all. Fair. That's my get-out-of-jail-free card for that one. Perfect. I'm actually Googling philosophical terminology for labelling because I'm sure there's some, like, proper approach to labelling mechanics or something. (laughs) Yes, that's community versus lifestyle. Again, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So let us know what your view is. Do you have a label that you're more comfortable with than others? Does this a label that you actually dislike because of the connotations it has. Rightly or wrongly, please don't shoot me down. I have, um, it's not fair, but I have funny feelings about the word swinger, for example, and I think it's purely the 1970s stereotype pampas grass thing. I'm sure some of that was real. It kind of bugs me, but I couldn't really explain to you why, and I find me adopting my parents view even though my parents would have no idea what anything we've just been talking about means and they'd be a million miles away from this conversation
1: for those of you listening outside of the uk and don't know what pampas grass is it used to be a signal to the external world of what your preferences were from a sexual perspective i.e you were swingers interestingly my grandparents used to have pampas grass in the garden There's a
0: dark thought to end on. And on that disturbing and possibly podcast brewery career ruining ending, thanks. Just got started. <laughs> we will uh leave you there. And remember to keep us
1: and your protection
0: in your pockets. Pocket.